Hey, welcome back to the True Pit podcast. Sorry, it's been a it's been a spell. It's been a bit of a break, um, but that's fine. I think it's important to take breaks in this um, increasingly frustrating time to be alive in 2020. With all that's going on at the minute, not just the pandemic. Um, on a lighter note. Um, Runa, we are releasing a new single this Friday, the 26th of June, called Ceremony. Um, I'm really, really proud of it. Um, it's a different direction. Um, it's some of my best songwriting. Um, and I'm really looking forward to releasing that with some new merch and a bonus B-side cover of Mystery Band. But you'll be able to find that out when it's released. Um, today, though, I've got a very special guest, um, someone who I haven't spoken to in person in almost two years. Um, not because I don't like the guy. <laughs> um, it's Sam Worsfold um, from Sunfall and Entropy. Um, we went to uni together. Um, it didn't work out for either of us, and we both left, but his home country is uh, way down under way down under he's a he's an australian guy um and he's been in australia since uh he left maybe a couple of years ago but we'll probably talk about that in the episode talk about that talk about that in the episode um yeah so it'll be nice to catch up with him and uh we'll see where it goes from there okay again this is harvey lake and welcome back to the true pit Hey, welcome back. I'm here with my buddy Sam. How we doing, dude? Yo, doing good, man. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. Um, I'm assuming I'm more awake than you are. <laughs> yeah, man, literally seven hour time difference currently here in Australia. Um, it's nearly 11 p.m. So, damn. <laughs> damn. bit well, of a time difference. I thought, it, I thought it was like way later. I thought it was like 1 a.m. for you. Yeah, you said um, originally you were going to call it around 1am, but yeah, it's only 11 at the moment, so two hours until 1, so oh, we're chilling, nice. we're killing. Nice. Um, I'm not keeping you up too much past your bedtime then. Oh, definitely not, mate. I won't be in bed probably till 2. I've been last of us too, mate. That's keeping me up all night. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big gamer, but um, even I know that people have been waiting for this for a long time. Oh, dude, it's such a big game. It's hours long. I keep thinking it's going to finish and then it just keeps going. <laughs> well, in a good way or like, oh, just end? <laughs> oh, no, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, makes sense. And then it's like the entire other section. I'm like, what? It's crazy, man. Oh, damn. Damn. I mean, I, I know it's about like um, like dystopian future, like plant zombies or something. And I'm on like... Yeah, these... Um, I think it's like a common what they're called, but it's actually a real fungus in real life that affects like um, insects or something, and it pretty much makes them like zombified. And it's pretty much taking that but making it if it was for humans. Oh shit! Right. And yeah, Damn. It kind of follows that apocalyptic thing. They're not zombies, but they kind of are. Yeah, I so, watched, I watched yeah. my ex play the first one, and I think one was called like Clickers or something. And, oh uh, mate, yeah, Clickers are fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was pretty like yeah. I'm 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 gonna stick to my like Super Mario Bros and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty full on some of the games, very emotionally as well. Like they're you know they're violent and stuff, but like some of the stuff that happens between the characters and everything, it's like it's gripping stuff. You know, it's gonna you're gonna shed a few tears. Both yeah. games. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. I think I saw a um, previous guest on the podcast, Rob from Deference, who does, like, gaming streaming. And he was oh, playing yeah. uh, The Last of Us 1. And he was just, like, you know, fully, like, crying on Twitch and stuff. And then I was just like, no, that's an emotional scene. Like, you know, they are playable oh, films, yeah. you know? For sure, man. There's, well, there's so many parts in that game where you can get teared up. Like, literally, the first 10 minutes of the first Last of Us, mate, will have you in bits if you're like someone that cries easily even if you don't you've got you'll have some moisture in your eyes <laughs> how about that <laughs> you're welling up yeah no I, I i cry very easily at films so uh yeah i'll, I'll probably uh, oh mate you'll be balling then stay away from it <laughs> yeah because you you like me you're um you're a bit of a film buff aren't you 
Oh, mate. Legit, I, I love films. It's my second passion. Second like, passion, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, music's my main one, but I love film so much, man. Like, I want to be a director. Like, one day when I'm older and I've done a bit of more music and stuff, I want to direct a film, make some crazy batshit horror movie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one to start off with. No, don't go in with the rom-coms, Sam. No, just go in with like, the most brutal shit you can think of. Yeah, it's, it's actually insane, man, because when I was a kid, I was really, really squeamish. And I'll even tell you to the uh, ridiculous extent that it was um, when I was around, how old, maybe seven or eight, my mate gave me a copy of Dumb and Dumber, right? You've nice. seen that with Jim Carrey and Jeff yeah. Daniels. Brilliant film. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a scene in it where Jim Carrey goes, uh, he has his dreaming, right? And he's in a restaurant and the chefs and the waiters like feel up his girlfriend. He fucking yeah. beats all of them up, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the bit where he beats the shit out of the chef and then rips his heart out and puts it in a doggy bag actually traumatized me for like months. Really? When I was a kid. <laughs> I used to cry about it all the time and I was I went home from school early because I'd be just like so upset over it like it disturbs me <laughs> so Jesus. badly and that's just I was just so sensitive as a kid but what's crazy is now I'm just into these insanely graphic horror movies and just <laughs> horrible fucking you know brutal slam death metal you know album covers all that bollocks you know like all these horrible shirts I've got and it's like, how the fuck did I go from getting squeamish at Dumb and Dumber to now being this horror movie fanatic? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's all the old classics, man. You know, like John Carpenter's The Thing, Halloween, oh, mate, that's Dumb and Dumber. Amazing movie. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. uh, you know, but I, I, I never, I never paid Dumb and Dumber because I literally watched it like three days ago, which is why I found it. Oh, did you? Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> yes. Because both of them are on Netflix in the UK, so I was like, yeah, go on in. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, the second one's fun. Like, I think I laughed really hard, like maybe twice. But then, <laughs> oh, second ones, yeah. I watched it in the cinema when it came out, and I thought it was okay, but I didn't think it was necessary. No, it's a bit of like, um, like not not too big budget American slapstick comedy films where it's just like I will do this for the the novelty of it, which is why I'm sort of starting to see yeah. when I saw the trailer for Bill and Ted two. Um, yeah, man. Wait, Bill I've and seen Ted two was it, or is it the third one? I can't remember. Well, the new Bill and Ted. Um, because I can't remember if they had sequels back in the day. Or was it just one? I think they did. I mean, I have I have seen them when I was younger. I think I think my dad put them on a couple of times, but I cannot remember anything about them. Oh, I, it's some I, sort of time travel. Yeah, kind of thing, it's it? kind of like Wayne's World meets Back to the yeah, Future. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's uh, they're great films, but then I saw the trailer for the second one. It's just like then they're making these films for the benefit of just like you know nostalgia and i i think that's a, a good thing you know and and but also like yeah you, you i don't think people should go in expecting oh it's going to be just as good as the first one you know it's it's uh it's a bit exactly because then everyone just gets disappointed because it's never going to have that same magic that those original movies did absolutely never will absolutely it's the same with like okay say so i I, want, I need to get this off my chest with someone because <laughs> two, 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 two of the <laughs> biggest it. things i'm fan fans of are metal and Star Wars, and both yeah. the fan bases are just obsessed with nostalgia, just absolutely obsessed with it. Um, I don't oh, yeah, know what your opinions right. are on the new Star Wars films, but there hasn't been a Star Wars film that I haven't enjoyed. I, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed each and every one of them because I love Star Wars. I've got, you know, the, the, the posters, the figurines and stuff. Like, I'm a big kid when it comes to it. But I'm also very conscious it's a movie about space wizards. Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, and it really, really get, pushes my buttons when people just really go all in on it and just like overly critical. Yeah. And like, I, I'm actually exactly the same. I find the whole Star Wars fanboys and like next level, I just find a bit cringy. It's like, you know, it's like, I love Star Wars as well, but I'm not to that, you know. No that level that you're talking about. I see them everywhere. And yeah, and it's like the metalheads. 
I yeah. just it can't be a metalhead without apparently just worshipping the balls off of Luke Skywalker. Like <laughs> <laughs> it must be like a starter pack or something. <laughs> you can't have an eight string guitar without a lightsaber in the other hand. <laughs> Fuck it up. I think you're right there. But like with the comparison to Star Wars and Metal, it's always just like it's the first album that's always best, or it's the first movies oh, that yeah. are always the best. And it's just like how much nostalgia has a play in that, right? Because I'm thinking like, you know, they grew up with that, therefore they think those are the best and it's an attachment, rather than just like a a separate album or a separate film. Like it's just like, nope, don't like it, it's different. Nope, no thank you. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. People just... I mean, I'm trying to think... I don't know. I definitely like the older ones the most just because I was a kid growing up, but I don't, you know, I don't get in a war over all these movies are rubbish compared to this. You know, I go into cinema, I enjoy it for what it is, I come out, I've had a good time. Absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't go onto Facebook and make a rant about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's, that's where it is happening, is mainly on Facebook. But yeah, as you said, that phrase, I enjoyed it for what it is. Because they are just yeah. films, you know, it's... Exactly. Yes, they're franchises and, you know, there's a commitment to certain franchises and stuff. Fire choice, but... You know, I think if people just chilled the fuck out a bit more, I think they might actually enjoy certain things. Yeah, for sure. You know? I totally agree with that. Right, so we, we've we've had our rant. Well, I've had my rant, and you politely <laughs> listen. <laughs> um, so, mate. I love it. You left the UK two years ago? Yeah, um, December 2018, like the 3rd the of December. Yes. Yes, I remember now. I remember. Because it was out of term, wasn't it? Um, was it in term? What do you mean, like, when union stuff wasn't going on? Yeah, yeah, because we, we, we were both at the ACM, but I think you left fairly earlier on than I did. Oh, yeah, I dropped out, like, the start of 2018, so, like, January. Yeah. So I'd been out of ACM for a long time. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I mean, the only reason I was there is because they, they fucking told me if I stayed on, they'd be able to help me switch course and then have a board meeting with them. They're all arguing with each other and I just said, just fuck off and I left. So. Mate, honestly, like, you know, no diss tracks or anything, but ACM is probably one of the most disappointing experiences of my entire life. <laughs> no offence, but it was the worst time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just all this hype you know yeah. Guildford Academy Contemporary Music and it was just like oh I don't know I just was really just didn't live up I mean a lot I met loads of great people I met you obviously I met loads of people met some four met loads of just good friends break 50 etc but it's just like the content and the course and everything I just don't think it was good no like, and, and at all. you're absolutely right I got there man I was like I did, like, kill switch and gauge on drums for my audition, which is, I would have thought, oh, fuck pr- yeah. pretty, like, you know, fast-hitting stuff. Yeah. And then a um, couple of months later, I'm playing fucking Bob Marley yes. with a bunch of people that are just so used to karaoke. I'm like, what the fuck I is I felt happening? like a lot of the stuff that we were learning was stuff I'd done in the start of high school. I was like, what's going on here? We're going backwards. No one knew any theory either. I was like, look, I know people don't like theory, but, like, I was in the class, I literally did this in year eight. Yeah. I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. Did you do um? Did you do a performance or uh like a performance course or was it like a foundation year kind of thing? Oh, uh, it was a, it was a foundation year. Yeah, you did um, the same as me then. But it was like yeah, performance. I remember doing the band skills and stuff like that. It literally seems like a different lifetime yeah. when I speak about it now. But I was shocked oh. at how just. Uh, I, when I went to the audition, I was expecting like literally child prodigy, child, I can't speak, prodigies to be there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. shredding away. <laughs> and I just went in like, oh my God, like, you know. But then I ended up just being like back in a high school band again and no one knows what they're doing. Oh, I was yeah. just shocked. Absolutely. I was really shocked. I think the words band skills just send a shiver down my spine. But <laughs> I think it took yeah. about three months for the singers to stop crying from fear of performing in front of 12 Yo, people. What was that all about, man? Uh, I don't know. I, like, think I think it's people Singers that, don't want to get up and perform. <laughs> it's just like, you're on a performance course? <laughs> just yeah, like, I was shocked. 
I know you're shocked. used to streaming and like you know singing to whatever's in the fucking what shit's coming out of the radio and it's just like <laughs> oh your family have been like oh he's such a good singer yeah yeah you should go do this yeah. and then just like you realize you can't sing in front of people like i'm not a great vocalist or a singer but i can do it in front of people because yeah, man. i know there's That's, people that yeah. are a lot a lot yeah. worse than me that think they're better <laughs> so you know that what's what's yeah. the harm in doing it you know it's just i don't I, i'll never understand the uh yeah of, of course man like I've only gotten into vocals in the past couple of years with Sunfall, and like, I could never imagine like not wanting to go up and perform. Like, obviously you have nerves and stuff, but you still want to do it because you're a singer. So it's like, right? It was just a bit. It was like that. It was very odd. Odd. None of the singers wanted to sing. And I was like, oh, is that how it's going to be? <laughs> so you're like, hold my beer, <laughs> just go up, just yeah. <laughs> Scarborough City, baby. Bob Marley. One, two, three. <laughs> three little birds, motherfucker. I want to see this shit open yeah. up. Right? <laughs> this shit up. <laughs> oh, man. So did you do the performance course as a vocalist? Oh, no, no, no. I did it as a guitarist, man. I wasn't even doing vocals when I joined ACM. Like, I was dabbling in some screams and stuff. But, like, I've, I'm not, like, a singer-singer. I don't, you know, go as... Us metal people call it clean singers. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I was dabbling in like vocals. I've done, I did it like here and there. It was never proper, but I've, you know, I learned guitar for a lot of my life. I started learning in 2008 and I did the performance uh, course in guitar. And um, yeah, but I, I continued to meet new people. That's when I really started getting into vocals because. Personally, like, I've kind of come to the conclusion that me and guitar, we work in this way. I love guitar as a songwriting instrument, but I don't like playing guitar live. I love performing, like, as a vocalist live. I hate playing guitar live because just, like, I feel so restricted with it over my shoulders and I just can't move properly. Like, I'm a bit of a lanky guy. I'm 6'1", and, like, you know one swift kick and knock out the drummer if I'm not careful. So I've got to be careful with my limbs. But like with the vocals, I just, all I have in my hand is a mic. I can just go absolutely crazy without having to worry about the fucking guitar strap falling off and my head stop breaking. So it's just like, oh man. Right. Yeah. That's just really something that I've found out for myself by going to uni was like, I see myself as a, performance-wise, a vocalist, but, like, I love songwriting, so that's when the guitar comes in. Nice, nice. I mean, that's good that you've got that um, instrumentation, like, knowledge uh, with that, because I think with the problem is with a lot of vocalists um, or people that don't know how, like, songwriting works or, like, you know, um, haven't got that musical capability but are fucking sick vocalists, there is sometimes oh, a yeah, disconnect there. Um, but when you have got that, like, you know, appreciation for the instrumentation, I think it can flow a lot easier for sure. Like with, with, Ru with Ruin, obviously I, I do it all uh, on my own, but then, you know, live the, the last show we did before a global fucking pandemic happened. Um, <laughs> I, I did it with guitar. So we had three guitars on stage. It sounded meaty, but like it wow, was, I actually guitars. strained less when I was doing the harsher vocals because I was also focusing on playing the, the guitar part. And uh, yeah. so my, my one worry is going back to it. Um, but I think when I do go back to it, it's going to be more clean vocals anyway. So I might, I might yeah, ditch the guitar, I might have it. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it, but I know what you mean. Like when you've just got a mic, you are emotionally invested in getting your yeah. voice to the crowd rather than focusing on something else on the side. Exactly, man. Like, um, I can't remember what it was like. Last year, I did like a little house show with some friends, and um, my band Entropy played that night, but we, I also played in like a little grunge cover band in someone's backyard. Okay. And um, I hadn't played guitar in like fucking a long time. I played it in front of people. I hated it. I fucking hated it. I was like, I really don't feel comfortable doing this at all. I felt really vulnerable. But then as soon as I went up and did Entropy set as the vocalist, it was completely different. I was like, I fucking love this. It's so much fun. I felt like I could, you know, really express myself, but I just couldn't with that 
I just with a guitar just could not express myself live. It was fucking crazy. I was like, kind of just put the nail in the coffin. I was like, yeah, I don't want to play a guitar live. I just really want to just scream my ass off and tell people to fucking hit each other. <laughs> it's a different beast, isn't it? Absolutely a different beast. Um, but it is, so, man. Sorry, sorry, you're saying you didn't start vocals till you got to the UK? Um, I didn't start properly doing vocals until I'd say early 2018 slash late 2017. So there's a really good, I have a good vocal story. So when I was 15 years old, this is the start of 2014, me and my mate were at his house and we were on Omegle, like 15 year old kids do. Nice. And we were looking up like interests, like, oh, Lamb of God, Trivium, Metal, and then we'd match with people and just go, just go nuts and blast like vulgar display of power and start moshing and see some guy in Poland or Germany laugh their heads off because it's just two Aussies going crazy. (laughs) Um, But then I was just sat there and I was full of energy and some guy came up and it was like, your interests are Lamb of God. I just went, Lamb of God. And I ended up doing some sort of like, Matt Heafy fry scream on the spot and my du- my friend was like what the fuck man <laughs> is that Trivium and I was like shit and then ever since then I kind of dabbled in it and I would do it I could do the scream for like three minutes and I was like I can't do it anymore it hurt like I don't know my i will get really lightheaded or it would feel a bit weird but then I kind of noticed that oh I can actually do this but I don't know how to prolong it so few more years went by and um i start learning a few more techniques i was like oh can i do this i was in the car once listening to romance is dead by parkway drive absolute tune and it was just like that you know that pass the crummy a fucking river bitch i absolutely went for it just out of nowhere and then the vocal technique i did then was the mid that i now have and used for all of the sunfall ep um that we released last year and um I just literally just stumbled across it by accident. And I knew that I had these like couple of techniques under my repertoire, but I never practiced them. Yeah. So then when I met Ollie in, when did I meet Ollie? Late 2017. So like November, December, when I just joined ACM, he put a thing up on ACM and he was like, oh, looking for vocalists for like metalcore band inspired by uh, I think it was like North Lane, Architects, Zyder's Murder. I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I I've know a couple of screams. I sent some stuff over to him. He's like, oh, this is sick, man. And I was in the band. And then I was like, fuck, this is actually pretty sick. So I'm going to practice. So yeah. every day I was like practicing my ass off. And then I just found out all these different tones. It was like each time I was rehearsing, I was like, oh, so if I do this technique, it sounds like this. This is what I have to remember. I got my notes and I'd write down like very specific things like, you know, do the Sylvester Stallone mouth to reach the ultimate low. Do <laughs> open your mouth as wide as you can, like you're at the dentist to do the mids. Like, and it, those things really helped me and it made me like remember the techniques and stuff. But that's kind of like a little summed up story of like how I started with vocals. Like it was literally just became like a little joke from just screaming Lamb of God. <laughs> at some guy on Omegle to now me like loving it so much and just wanting to do it all the time and just wanting to just scream if I can that's honestly incredible like I that's what I was trying to get out of you I was just like how the fuck did this guy know he could do because I've seen metal vocalists before I've seen hundreds but yours is particularly uh uh stunning like it like uh, not as in just oh my god she's stunning as in like i watched you do it and i was like what the fuck (laughs) like i've been having pints with this guy for the past five months and he's been hiding this from me it was insane like i think when you go to the you know the typical like i know you're very much into like the the slam brutal stuff but when you were put on like those sort of lineups because that's mainly the shows in Guildford what was yeah yeah but whenever you did breathe and you did that real low and you got that, like <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it while one. you were doing it just people in the crowd like oh my god like, oh. oh dude yeah that's that's breathe that's the drop in the middle of the song yeah I remember every time I did that I always used to get a kick out of it because you'd always get ah 
yeah, straight yeah. after like where you were. <laughs> Even if it was just one person, I always used to really like, fuck yeah. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 very, very good. Because I think I remember you and me were having a pint in the spoons. I mean, one of the times we had a pint in the spoons. I think it was a, oh, yes. while we were still sober, which is why I remember the conversation. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, you were just like, yeah, I'm, uh, in, in this band and stuff. And, you know, we've got some uh, stuff coming out. And you just showed me, like, the YouTube video for Extremis. And oh, yeah. I was like, what? Like, dude you're so humble like sometimes you're too humble you should have just been like yeah i'm fucking king at this man <laughs> <laughs> oh, i appreciate that man fuck yeah oh dude like that you mentioned the extremist video when, when i um shot that video i was like starstruck because we were working working with this guy called loki you know loki films the video guy yeah and um when i was a kid in perth i used to watch videos and he had um like coma by black tongue and stuff yeah, yeah. and then i st- stood there i was like oh my god like he works on those videos and like now i'm working with him it was such a surreal experience filming that first music video like is seeing it afterwards and it gets sent back and it's like i'm in a movie with my music i <laughs> 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 oh, do i still get so gassed every time you know I remember that, oh, dude, I've done a music video, you know, it's just so cool. I mean, you, you did the music video for Runa, hey, that must have felt pretty cool when that came out and you see, you know, it's all professionally shot and it's like, yeah, dude, absolutely, what the man. Fuck? Yeah, like, it was weird seeing myself because basically with the video for Sickness Forever, um, which is the song it's for, um, I was like, I've got to have a bit of hardcore persona, but that's not really me. Um so I did it and I watch it back and I'm like, yeah, this is cool and stuff. But I'm like, I'm not being me in that. Like, um, the oh, direc- fair the, yeah, like yeah. the direction I'm taking Ruiner in now is very much away from the, um, yeah, hardcore right. side of things. Cause I think there's only so much you can do with it and only, uh, like it's a very like niche thing. Um, despite the scene being massive. Um, yeah. But, like I think for the next video, I'm definitely going to be having a guitar on me, put it that way. Um, Oh, fuck it, man. But, like, it is, you're right, it is nice looking back on things and being like, yo, I'm on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, sick. Hey, Mom, it's funny you mentioned, like, your persona as well, because when I did the Extremist video, that's when I was really new to a vocalist or being a vocalist. And I remember being like, don't cut the mic, don't cut the mic. <laughs> and I remember, like, all the shots that you see me and I'm holding the mic like a fucking comedian on stage with <laughs> stand up. And it's like, People would tell me, like, why are you holding a mic like that? So I just couldn't, I didn't want to cup because I'd not, you know, I'd not performed before. I was like, I don't want to cup. People were in the comments saying, this guy's cupping the mic. Yeah. So it's really funny. I'm just holding it like I'm Crystal Lee at the fucking O2, giving a fucking comedy special. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's possibly <laughs> the worst comedian you could have mentioned in this current climate. <laughs> yeah, I actually completely forgot about that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, we we could we could go into that, but I don't know. It's just like uh, I don't know if you you've got a lot of the UK people on Facebook still, but there's been some incidences recently. I literally I saw one post um a couple or maybe a few days ago about it, but I haven't seen anything else since. Yeah, but I did see something come up. It's not good. I won't name the bands and stuff. I'm just like I will just say one thing: just stop being cunts to girls. Like oh yeah, I've seen all the band stuff though. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's just insane. Every single day is a new band that has allegations. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's just I don't know. And I, I think like you know, props to the girls that are coming out and actually voicing their opinions yeah, about sure. it and stuff. Um, but unfortunately, when you are in a band, your name then drags the band, the entire band's name down, which can, you know, just finish oh, bands. Oh, I really. know, man. It's so bad for all the people that actually put in the hard work and want to do the music. The band name's tarnished. They've got one person's disgusting actions. Fucking ridiculous. It, like, it, it's very annoying. It's insane. <sighs> Especially in, yeah. like, in this current sort of state of like everyone just like not being able to see each other with the protests that are going on, with the pandemic. Mm, yeah. Like, everything's just a bit doom and gloom at the minute. Um, but it's like, uh, I think it's just important for people to take a break sometimes and not forget about themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's insane all that's going on at the minute. I don't know if you... Are you having much, um, like, BLM involvement over in Australia? Or is that not really a thing? Really? Yeah, there's protests 
happening in the city. There was a couple, like a couple weeks ago, a week ago, I think. Um, but like Perth is like really small, it's really isolated, so it's not going to be nearly as big as what's happening in the UK. No. In terms of like crowd size and stuff, but like I haven't seen anything with my own eyes yet. But I'm sure if I went into the city, maybe even like on a weekend, I'd probably see some people doing it. But um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of talk of it over here. I mean, Perth only has three active coronavirus cases at the moment so all of like the restrictions and stuff have pretty been let off so i wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of people going out there yeah i suppose that is the benefit of having a large amount of land but not having an overly big population to fill it like you know you're gonna have less cases it's insane i'm i'm happy for you guys um i think we spoke about it on messenger the other day but like how the new zealand um Prime Minister, um, is Prime Minister, do you say Prime Minister in New Zealand or do you say something else? We say Prime Minister, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Queen of New Zealand. Um, (laughs) um, she smashed it, like, you know, all, all the restrictions, she took all the right measures and stuff and, you know, you guys have been able to come out the other side, um, less affected, um. You know, I think you got out of the UK at the right time, to be honest, dude. Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking about it the other day. If I'd stayed in the UK, what would have happened? Like, my mum is a nurse, so she would have had to work on the front lines of that virus. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. that would have been really detrimental to my family's mental health. All of us would just be constantly in fear. Mum would be absolutely stressed out of mind. Like, um, oh, I'd be insane. So I'm actually very fortunate and glad, you know, that we move when we did because yeah we just didn't get stuck in a bad situation and I personally I also feel that I'd be one of the people if I got the virus I'd be very affected by it because I have loads of allergies and I react badly to loads of different things so I feel like I'd be like that small percentage of young people that would get it and then it would like trigger some sort of like nervous system breakdown inside of me to get really sick because yeah. I've got all these other problems eczema you know, allergies, so I feel like it would really hone in on those weaknesses and just destroy me. <laughs> Sometimes there's some of the thoughts I have, like, about it, because... You're right to have those thoughts, though, man, because we know so little about it. Like, we're learning yeah. and stuff, but, like, we're having to learn while it's happening. Like, it's not been, like, a, a slow process. It's been fairly, like, you know, here's coronavirus and y'all got to deal with it kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm... I'm Glad you guys are, uh, are safe over there. I think things are starting to look better over here, but it's still like, you know, over a hundred people every day dying. Like yeah, that's, that's, insane, that's the death toll. Like, like as a, as a, oh, when God. I was when I was a carer, um, it was it was very hard, very very hard. Yeah, I saw some of the things you put up, man. That was look, they just looked terrifying. To yeah. put it bluntly. Yeah, it it was pretty. Um, but it did make me think how grateful I am to be in the position I am in. Um, yeah. I think when you when you don't put yourselves in those positions in life, you never really learn, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, um, of course. Like, you know, I'm very fortunate to be uh, where I am in life, but, you know, as uh, when I, jo- you know, as a carer, you're in danger anyway, depending on whoever you're caring for. But, like, when there's a global pandemic happening, not even the highest of high people in the company know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. It's... That's so true. That's literally how it is. And it's absolutely terrifying when you think of it like that. Mm, for sure. For sure, man. But, um, you know, I, it depends how things roll out, really. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. But I don't think gigs, I think, in the UK <laughs> are going to happen until the next year. Like, yeah, I'm already seeing tours being postponed. Uh, this Humanity's Last Breath tour with Black Tongue and Cable was meant to be happening in September. It's now been moved to April. Yeah. Um, and there's some big festivals that people are putting on. Like, there's just some big Brighton two-day festival, all these massive bands on it. I was thinking to myself, like, no way are you going to have gigs back by then <laughs> no. to put something like that on. Like, at least, like maybe at the hardcore shows because the, the kids are like spin kicking and stuff they don't mosh like normal people they've like actually created a yeah. two meter distance just by doing that anyway so I think they'll be alright but like you know foot connects mate foot connects to the face you've got big Rona you've got big Rona exactly you have Rona from the foot 
That's the way to go, that is. Rona by beatdown. <laughs> yeah, literally, man. Yeah, like, um, you know, I'll, I'll be looking forward to when gigs happen, but this year's just, I think, is just a complete write-off. I think people just need to focus on making content now, I think. Yeah, definitely, man, for sure. Because you've got, um, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it, but maybe something with the entropy that's going on? Oh, mate, yeah, of course I can talk about that. Yeah? Um, so, yeah, me and the entropy boys, well, uh, last year we started writing an EP, a follow-up EP. Uh, they released the Extinction near the start of 2018. Cool. And then uh, the original, two original songwriters left, Luke and Nathan, great guys, really, really talented musicians. Really hope to see them do more music soon. Uh, yeah, vocalist, lead guitarist left. Uh, I came in afterwards when I came back to Australia, late 2018. I took over as the new vocalist. I also took over as the, essentially the new songwriter, um, I, me and the drummer wrote this entire EP together that's coming out soon, aside from one track written before I joined, but we all, we sat down together, we wrote this whole EP and I've known him, Jacob, Jacob Saul's the drummer by the way, shout out to my man Jacob Saul, met him in 2009 in primary school, I used to fucking come to school and show him like, job for a cowboy and like Nile <laughs> on my iPod. He's like, bro, I didn't know this, this is like as heavy as it could get. Like, you know, it's like, ah, we were like kids. So it was really cool to now be working with him on music like 10 years later and be like, dude, we ended up writing a fucking deathcore EP together, you know? Like, it's really like a cool little thing to take off the bucket list, you know? But we sat down together and um, I came up with a bunch of riffs and stuff. He came over because I... I don't know anything about drums, like I do, but I can't like put them in, like program them. So I sat down with him and said, oh, maybe something like this or this for this part. And obviously he had his own creative input. And we came up with a little four track EP and um, we recorded it in November and got Ryan Wood from 105mm Studios, who Harvey is very familiar with. He's mixed and mastered it. And he's also in my other band, from the UK, uh, Sunfall. So please check out my man Ryan Wood because he does a smashing job with the mixes. And yeah, he's mixed and mastered it and it sounds really good. It's all finished now and we're just literally waiting on the physicals to arrive and we're getting the EP stream done and we should be hitting up Slam Worldwide pretty soon to get that premiered on there. So that should be coming out Um I'd, I'd like to say in the next month or so, but depending on their schedule, it depends if they're booked out, but yeah. No, that's cool, man. No, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I mean, is it kind of uh, more slammy side of things or more deathcore side of things? So the single we dropped called Ritual, which we dropped in February, I wrote to have like the slams and stuff in it. And that song was just like, it was like dumb heavy. Like when I was recording... <laughs> Like, especially the vocals, I was laughing so much because of just how stupid it was, because of how, like, dumb it gets at the end. And I did this whole call-out speech, and someone posted on the comments, it was like, fuck this WWE metal wannabe music. And, like, it made me <laughs> laugh so much because I just imagined The Rock doing the speech that I do in that song, and I was just in bits. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> But that song that we released as a single, it doesn't really represent the EP as a whole. Like, it's very one-off, kind of, like, yeah. over-the-top heavy. The, the rest of the songs are more like... It's more like deathcore, but not like just generic, oh, I'm going to sit on the dissonance, one, zero, that bullshit. Like, there's more stuff going on. We've got, like... We've got one song was called Doomtown as the intro track. That has... Oh my god! There's like four or five tempo changes. There's loads of bars of seven four. Um, we've got metric modulation in a couple of songs. Like there's a lot more like tech elements happening in a few songs. So like it kind of hones in on the uh, original entropy sound because the original EP that the Entropy Boys put out a couple of years ago is very. They were very inspired by like Humanity's Last Breath, I Valiance. And I've never written music in that style before. So what I did is I tried to take as much of the influence of the first EP as I could and then add my own twist into their music. So that's when, like, the slam stuff happens. It's where, like, maybe some more melodic moments happen, some time signature changes. I really like um, 
I love like I don't know what the word is, but like I just love, you know, I just love a bit of a bit of a bit of odd time, a bit of tech here and there. Not too much sometimes, a bit overbearing. But I love Carbon, yeah, bands like that. I love Carbon so much. So like I wanted to add a little bit of that like cheekiness in there with rhythm placement and Dred Jacob, our drummer, is an absolute beast. So he's had no problems chucking all that kind of stuff in there, but. Yeah, this whole process has taken a very long time, and especially we were meant to be playing a Doom cover night, playing all sorts of songs, BFG Division, nice. you know, the, the classics, but that got cancelled two days beforehand because of the coronavirus, and we haven't had a chance at all to um, really promote the CP properly with everything going on, and I've got brand new long sleeves. This is official, hasn't been out to the public yet, so you're getting there. Snake Pete Preview on a True Pit podcast. <laughs> but um, I've got these long sleeves that we ordered sitting in my spare bedroom that we haven't been able to announce yet because the time hasn't been right. But we were going to bring them to that show that we were meant to play. So, oh, they're just sitting in there waiting to be bought. They look so good and I'm so happy with them. But oh, it's just, I really want to sell them. <laughs> so yeah that that's that's yeah. that's supposed to be the good bit yeah you obviously take like a bit of your merch like i've just had some new ruiner merch come in and i've like yeah i'll have a i'll have a couple of those but then also oh, like of making the money back is the big one isn't it? oh dude mate yeah like it costs a lot to get those ones done because they are Long there's sleeves. print on all of them both arms front and back <laughs> so okay, like how? it's a lot of color the, all it's all in red as well so but we had to do it. I was like, I have to send it. We have to fucking do this because, like, this is the last release of the band. Like, let's just get a really sick design because the band, like, Entropy only had one design, which was, um, it was a good design, but the only one. It was just the black shirt had the Entropy logo, like, the breast size, like, left plate, like, you know, not very big. Then on the back had this massive O symbol. And it's a good shirt and they've sold really well, but we don't really have anything like really that's like, oh wow, what the fuck is that kind of thing? I was like, I really want to just nail it with this last long sleeve and just get full print, make it all red and have just everything done on it. So I think we've done really well in that regard, getting them sorted out. It's just a matter of actually selling them off now to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you're shipping worldwide, I'll definitely uh, have a little looky. Oh yeah, man. We'll definitely be shipping worldwide for sure. Um, I've already sold like two or three to very close friends because obviously they were going to buy them anyway. So I was yeah. like, you can just have them now. So I'm sure there might be a few heads turning in the scene like, oh, what's up? People <laughs> walking around because Perth is so small. You literally run into people that you saw at a gig last night. So I'm sure there's some heads being turned when they've seen the long sleeves and be like, oh, I've not seen that announced. So you've, been, <laughs> so you've been like, yeah, you can buy it because you're a close personal friend, but you can't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> You can, yeah, you can have it, but you can't like. wear it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like the only, um, the only stuff I've, uh, I mean, the only stuff, the only people I've sold the new Ruiner merch to is the guy who designed the merch. <laughs> so enough, he man. knows Sometimes what it looks like. It <laughs> um, so like they're getting released this Saturday because uh, the single comes out on Friday. Um, oh, sick! So nice. yeah, doing it on the Saturday, so I'm not bombarding people with information like merch, yeah, music. Of course. You know, you know how people are on the internet. People that don't make music and stuff tend to just like look at things and go, oh, look a picture. Like, and then you're like, speak to them next week and you're like, yeah, have you checked out the new single? They're like, no, I didn't know you had one out, mate. No, I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> that's happened so many times with me. People just had, oh, I had no idea you released this. It's like, bro, my socials have been filled with it the last <laughs> week. How have you not seen it? It's all I've posted about. It's happened to me loads of times. Yeah, it's it's annoying, but then it's just sort of like um, some advice my my friend gave me. I won't name him because I don't want to embarrass him, but um, he's uh, a, an older guy. I think he's in his thirties now. But um, he said, "Your friends are not your fans," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that hurts, but yeah. it's also true, you know." No, it does hurt, but it is very true, actually. You know, it's very true. There will be friends that are wanting to support you, or friends that are genuine fans and love the music you make and stuff. Um, mm. But you know, majority of the people that are friends with you are probably not going to enjoy your music. You know. Um, yeah, that's so very true. You need to find the I fans totally elsewhere. That, you know. But yeah, man. Um, is there anything else you would like to plug at all today, dude? 
Um, I think that's everything with the music side of things. Uh, yeah, I've just got the EP coming out. It's called Denouement. It is the final release for Entropy. It's the final EP, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, it feels like the universe hates this band so much. It doesn't <laughs> want to let us progress. We've just had so many roadblocks and... It's just been but so many lineup changes to the point where, like, it's not even the same band anymore. So right. we thought, you know what, we may as well just do this last thing and just release it, go our separate ways and do our own thing and stuff like that. So that EP, hopefully, I can't give a release date because we don't have one, but in the next month or so, if all things go well, you might uh, see some stuff pop up on the old Facebook. Nice. We'll be dropping everything at the same time, so that's the digital release the physicals and the long sleeves all at once so if anyone's keen chuck a pre-order you send your details my way i'm gonna ship it to you <laughs> we got koalas and kangaroos over here we ship them too no. i love but, that authentic australian accent too <laughs> <laughs> like a brooklyn style we'll ship that over as well yeah ship over a couple of didgeridoos <laughs> um ship it in a didgeridoo <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. You have to blow on it. We could sit the long sleeves in there, but I'd have to snap the disc in half to put it in the didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, just glue it back together, it'll be fine. It's fine. It's definitely True, acid. Just glue it. it and it will work. So like bands, but, uh, yeah. man. Let's let's talk some bands. Like for the last five minutes, give me give me some bands that I should be checking out or the listeners should be checking out. Like okay. big or small, whatever your jam is right now. So some big bands. Let me just whip up my Spotify here while we're here too. Um, I love this band called Kaunashi. I'm not okay. sure you've heard of them. No. But they label themselves as emo mathcore. Love it. And sorry, I said love it. Oh, love it! <laughs> I thought you said something. Uh, yeah, they're like, uh, what is it? It's like real technical stuff. So think of like. I can't, I can't really name a band that's like them, but if you like Converge and stuff, and it's just like, yeah. it's really, oh, I love you kind of lyrics, like, oh, why did you, like, break up with me? They're so raw <laughs> and in your face. It's like, there's no, like, bullshit metaphors. It's like, it's literally just telling you how it is, and I love them so much, and their music is amazing. Check out the album, Why Did You Do It? And I recommend the song. You'll understand when you're older. I reckon absolute tune. I like that. I like um, those titles already. Sorry, what was that you cut out? Oh, sorry, dude. Uh, I like those titles already, I was saying. Oh, yeah. No, it's absolutely banging. I love Ken actually so much. Um, there's another band I love called Strangled that came out, like, last year. Cool. Like, oh, super just fucking heavy and pissed off, man. <laughs> like, oh, it's just dumb hard. And, like, I think the uh, guitarist and the vocalist are brothers and the guitarist does all the shrieky yells and the vocals as well the low grunts and the guttles oh dude it's just nuts it, it literally it makes bands like body snatch and like fucking mickey mouse if i'm honest <laughs> like it's so hard um nice, nice. Oh, but no obviously love to body snatcher sick sick band but strangled are just like oh man it just reminds me of that like self-titled slipknot era raw production just pissed off just yeah. angry Nice. I like that. I'll check it out. I'll track it out. Strangled. I like it. Simple Strangled. yet effective. But yeah, nice yeah, one, man. man. Well, thanks for coming on the show, dude. We'll do fake goodbyes now and then I'll um, chat to you <laughs> after. Um, but yeah, man, um, usually at the end of the show, um, I do play a track from like whatever whatever band's going on with, uh, with the guests. So what would you prefer? Oh, what would you like me to play? Um... I'd probably say... Oh, it's one of my songs, isn't it? Preferably, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just making sure. Um, I'd probably say Ritual by Entropy, the latest song that I released, which was, yeah, back in February. And that's off of the upcoming EP denouements, the last song on the uh, EP. But I reckon that's definitely uh, one that should be played. I mean, I could say a Sunfall track, but those songs have been out for a while now. This one's a bit more recent. Yeah, let's, so, let's do that one. Let's do that one. Cool. Smash that out. Amazing. Okay. Thanks, Sam, for coming on the show. And thanks for listening, guys, to the True Pit podcast. This is Entropy. Doesn't feel wrong. They're bad people. They should suffer.
breaks You'll ever be determined on the amount of doors you can break <laughs> Rip the nearest defender's head clean oh, Don't come back to me until 